just just music just what music can do for a person you know there's so much that it can do it can save lives you know it can it has inspiration it has direction and you know I, yeah if i if i lose track of myself I'll, I'll just go and listen to some music hello and welcome to the chosen daughter podcast with me maz o'connor i'm a singer and a songwriter and this podcast is a series of conversations i recorded with artists about their work their process and creativity in general in this episode i talk to kizzy crawford a singer songwriter and producer from wales i hope you enjoy it to have you back in my living room. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, can you just tell people, for anybody that, that hasn't um, seen you or heard you, what it is that you do? Uh, so, yeah, my name is Kizzy Crawford. I'm from Wales. I'm a singer-songwriter. Uh, try and get there being a producer as well. I play guitar. Uh, I use loop pedals on stage. And my style is sort of a fusion between folk, soul and jazz and funk. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. There's a lot to talk about there. Um, <laughs> so um, you're you're from uh, the valleys. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm not originally from there. I I was actually born in Oxford, uh, but I moved over to Wales uh, when I was three with my family to uh, the west coast. Uh, I grew up in a very small Welsh town called Aberaeron, really pretty but rather closed off. But there uh, is where I sort of found my love for the Welsh language and. Uh, where really my inspiration uh, sort of began, like for music, I was I was just surrounded by Welsh culture and Welsh music, and and that really pushed me to sort of discover what I wanted to do, which was writing my own stuff. And yeah, yeah, just they have this amazing thing called the Eisteddfod, which I took part in every year, Welsh festival celebrating Welsh culture, and that was always pushed in school to take part in in the festival. Uh, so every year I'd be up on stage singing, taking part in singing competitions. And, and are they like traditional Welsh songs? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they are to begin with. Like when you're young, they, they sort of put you in competitions where you, yeah, you're competing against other kids all across Wales singing one particular Welsh song. And, really? and then the, the judges, they judge how perfectly you sang that song and how you expressed yourself while singing it. Um, so did you, did you have music lessons or were you completely self-taught? Um, I did start off with, I, uh, I learnt violin, that was my first instrument, uh, and I sort of got up to grade seven, but I was never any good, I sort of always did things by, by ear, I never really got the theory side of things, so I was always, when my teacher put a piece of music in front of me, I would, I would listen to him play through it once and then memorise it, rather than learn to sight read, so I never really got the hang of that. Yeah. Um, which, looking back on it now, I sort of wish I had sort of taken, taken more notice. But then, at the same time, it's what's kind of given me the yeah. the way I write now. And why, why do you think... Do you wish you had more theory? I do. Um, I Yeah, I wish I had more understanding of, like, chords and stuff. Because, yeah, as I say, I do it all by ear. And when it comes to, for example, jamming and uh, telling my producer what chords to play on the piano, um, I, I can't really do it. I have to describe mm-hmm. it as best as I can um so yeah I do and, and I also I did do grade five theory uh but again it was all memorized I never actually learned what what I was told to, to yeah. learn for the exam I, it was all memorized so yeah yeah but the, the way I think about it is like you can always learn the theory mm-hmm. it's just like a system that you can sit down and study and learn yeah but you can't yeah. learn the 
the love and the passion and the, the talent that you obviously have. So, I mean, I would much rather it be that way around, wouldn't you? No, no, I completely, yeah, I, totally, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, um, because I didn't have that theory side of things, that's what sort of brought me to pick up the guitar. Um, uh, I, I found this DVD and a, a cheap Argos guitar and I sort of just followed the DVD and learned the basic chords and really? and then that, that took about a year and then after that I started writing my own songs just um, looking up to the artists that I'd always wanted to be like so for example like Joni Mitchell, um, Tracy Chapman, Joan Armour Trading, yeah. Erica Badu, I just wanted to be like those women um, <laughs> with their guitars, with their instruments and, and just singing from their hearts and mm. yeah but you were a singer yeah. first Mm -hmm. It was singing before anything else? Yeah, I mean, I always used to sing around the house when I was little. Um, my mum played such a massive range of, of different music. and So, yeah, I was always kind of surrounded by music. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really believe that my voice could sort of get me anywhere until I started writing my own songs. Okay, so, so. so what was the... What do you remember? Was there a... Um, a particular catalyst that kind of led to you picking up the guitar and thinking about writing because it's it's um it seems like a far cry from um what sounds to me like a fairly um uh i'm trying to find ways that aren't just words that aren't judgmental i don't mean in a bad way but like maybe like a rigid system of um traditional welsh music in a competitive setting to then you wanting to create your own music was that, did that just feel like a natural progression to you? Because it, it sounds quite different to me. Um, so one thing about the Estadford is, is that it's not all centred around the competitions. Okay. And they also really support the Welsh music scene. Yeah. Uh, and they provide massive platforms for up-and-coming artists. So, yeah. and so I it's heard really about just a this. way of getting you making music. Yeah, it is. So it's yeah. not really about yeah. competition. It's just it's, it, it is about the competition. Kids. Okay. The competition's really important. Okay. But <laughs> And in a way, it's more important than the the other stuff. But yeah. um, that's for when you're in school, really. And, yeah. and and it motivates young like kids really get motivated by competition. Don't mm -hmm. They do it in sport as well. Like I guess it, I guess it does make sense, and it get it gets the kids like excited to do mm -hmm. it. I just I don't know. I just find like competition and music. I just I just worry about the kind of precedent that 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 sets for a creative person in their lives. You know. Yeah, no, I can understand that's just that. My, <clears throat> Like ignorant, I don't know anything about this <laughs> this competition. So that's just my ignorance. But even the word kind of makes me feel a bit on edge. But um, to be like with me, like um, I've taken part in quite a few different competitions to do with music um, since I started out, uh, and they've all sort of really helped me uh, get to where I am now. Like um, mm. first off, the Acevod, and then there was uh, when I was about thirteen, I. 13 or 14, um, maybe a little bit, old, maybe 15, no, let's say 15, uh, I found out about this competition called Broider Banja, which means Battle of the Bands, and it was something that they were holding, uh, the, the, the prize for this would was to perform uh, at the, on the Mice B stage of the Estadford, which is one of the, the biggest stages for up-and-coming artists to perform on. There's a huge sort of young audience, um, and yeah, it's, uh, so that was a re really sort of awesome opportunity at the time. And I actually ended up winning that competition, got to perform on the stage in the Estadford. Uh, and that sort of really opened me um, yeah, up to like a whole new audience. Uh, yeah. And so that was like a, 
a kickstart really to yeah. to so getting more gigs has been and pretty important to yeah you and then also I did this other competition singer songwriter competition when I was 16 um and that was based in RCT in Merthyr and it was when we just moved to Merthyr and I was just starting to try and I was still in school but I was really working hard on my music outside of school doing open mics and stuff and I wanted to get that little bit further uh, and so yeah I signed up to this competition and um, it was being run by uh, Amy Wodge oh, yeah. uh, these workshops um, and I met loads of other artists local artists in the area some of which I'm still friends with today and uh, which is cool and uh, I, I actually ended up winning that competition <laughs> which was great because it gave me the opportunity to work with Amy Wodge. I recorded my first EP with her, that was the prize. And and then I met my manager. And if wow. it wasn't for that competition, I wouldn't have met my manager. So. Yeah, and that's very young that that happened. Yeah. 16, 15, mm-hmm. 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I interrupted you talking about how, the, how they support the Welsh music scene, but is that is that through things like creating networks for you guys? And mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of different, like, networks and companies all about sort of supporting up-and-coming Welsh music mm. uh, and yeah as I say like the Welsh music scene is is really thriving with lots of different talented young artists like bands and solo and and then we have this awesome scheme called Horizons which um, in another way another sort of competition to get onto Horizons but just a scheme to to uh, yeah um, raise awareness of uh, amazing artists in yeah. Wales uh, and I was lucky enough to be one of the seven artists that they chose for that scheme in uh, 2015 I think mm-hmm. 2014 uh, and that gave me some awesome opportunities um, as well um, so there's, there's two things I want to ask you about from that and and then uh, one is to do with um, Welsh and Welsh culture um, in a uh, so I'll come back to that but the, the, the first thing I want to ask is um, it seems like you had a drive for for making music but for performing mm-hmm. from a young age do you know what what that drive was um, where it came from what it what it was about and can you can you maybe think uh, can you see how um, it's different from what drives you now is it different um, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I think it was just really when I found out that I could write songs. Um, I was just messing around on my guitar one day and I came up with this riff. Um, and I came up with some lyrics and I just started singing uh, in the house what I would came up with. And my mum came and asked me, what cover is that? What song are you singing? Um, I was like, oh, it's just one that I've written myself. And she's like, oh, I thought that was, was you know, I thought it was a song you were covering. Um, you can really write songs. And so from that day, I just continued to write and write and write and haven't stopped since. And I think really for me, my, the, dri- the thing that drives me is being able to write songs that I enjoy listening to. So that, that's, that's what's, yeah. That's, and the performance, is that, is that just a part of it that, that you want to do because you want to share your songs? Or do you actually enjoy the performance element as well? I also enjoy the performance element, um, especially since I started using loop pedals, because re- I really love production. Uh, and producing my own stuff and being able to sort of create and produce something on stage live yeah. I feel like I can do that with the loop pedal I have some effects pedals as well and I just like the idea of um, building up um, 
trying to create a really full sound, uh, like a band sound, with just my guitar uh, and some effects pedals. And I guess it, it, it involves a lot of concentration and making sure that you're in sync and that you don't, yeah, mess up the loop. And, and I really love that challenge on stage. Because okay. I think um, maybe a lot of people that don't know um, really what a loop pedal is or doing, like they might come and see an artist um, or they might see Ed Sheeran at Glastonbury or whatever and not, not really understand what that adds or what that brings and why why an artist might need it. Mm -hmm. um, what was it that drove you to start doing that? Did you find that you were getting bored with just you and your guitar? It was or? actually another competition ah. yeah. <laughs> that I the wanted to win. competition. Yeah, I, I, I came across this other competition that I really wanted to win. Uh, there was a cash prize. <laughs> okay. And so I thought, right, I need... I wanted to bring something more to the competition than just me and my guitar. So I bought a loop pedal, a boss, a simple boss loop pedal with just one pedal on it. And for about a day, I just sort of, because they only needed one song for this competition. So I practiced uh, this one song on the pedal, trying to make it sound interesting. Uh, and So it was just to kind of make it as interesting as you could. Yeah, just, just yeah. yourself. And also just trying to bring in a little, uh, another element of skill, like just from the pedal, because you know, keeping things in sync and um, bringing in effects and stuff, it does take more concentration. And so I thought, yeah, maybe that would sort of be a bit show-offy and yeah, yeah. maybe get me somewhere in the competition. I actually came second, which was great. And then from that, I just continued to use the loop pedal and, and I, I became, like, I started adding more things to it. I got a more complicated loop pedal and it just became another hobby, just, you know, yeah. layering things and... Yeah. Um. I want to go back to that um, that first song that you wrote, or the first riff with some mm -hmm. lyrics that you wrote. Um, do you remember, um, I mean I know it was a long time ago, but, but do you remember the um, the feeling or the kind of the circumstances that, that led to you just writing rather than playing somebody else's mm -hmm. music? Yeah, I remember the song was called City Free. Uh, I've actually rewritten that song now and it sounds quite different. Um, but um, yeah, I uh, I wrote it uh, sort of looking back on, I had quite a traumatic experience with my mum's partner at the time who she'd recently broken up with and that had brought a lot of stress on the family and I was just trying to find ways of working through, you know, what I'd experienced. I was in quite a, yeah, I wasn't in the best place and so that sort of was how that song came about. Um, I was just, yeah, talking about how I felt in that moment. I felt sort of neglected in a way and, like, unimpressed with that person. And I just wanted to convey that in, in this song. And it just... just like a release? Of, yeah, exactly. And since then, that's all my songs have ever been. It's just a release of emotion and a way of expressing myself. And I don't know what I'd do without it now. Cause, um, yeah, no, it's quite scary thought, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it, it makes sense now, like, how I found... One of the reasons I found school really hard, I was... I spent. I used to spend a lot of time on my own. Um, I felt like the odd one out a lot of the time. Um, I didn't really know how to express myself before I started writing songs, and so yeah, I was just the quiet girl. Um, mm. And then yeah, it, it started to change when I when I began writing, and yeah, it just yeah it changed my life. Yeah, is yeah. is that um, a process that you still recognise now that a song comes from a kind of intense emotional place that you're in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 
I sometimes get to a point where I haven't written any songs for a while and I feel like what's wrong with me I'm not feeling quite right and then I sit down and a song comes to me and I feel feel better right so it's like my therapy yeah, yeah. but do, do you um is there a um uh, is there a pattern to it or a um because I often find my songs um come in cycles mm-hmm. so I'll I'll have an intense period where I write quite a lot and then I will have times when I'm I'm always writing, but nothing's really... I'm not going to keep any of it. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like sketches, and I've got no ideas for an actual painting yet. I'm sort of going through that now, because yeah. I've had a... Up t- up till now, up till about a month ago, I've written 30 songs, one after the other. They were just coming out of me like, like nothing I've seen before. Like, for quite a few years, I haven't written that much material in that short space of time. Uh, and so, yeah, I've just got this whole new body of work just from this year, from experiences uh, relating to the end of last year uh, and yeah I just had a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of stuff mm. to get out of my system and and now I feel I've got to a point where I feel like I've got it all out and I'm just working on little demos um, when I go to write a song now I'll, yeah it, it doesn't come as quickly because I feel like yeah I've sort of used up my energy for the time being maybe yeah well, maybe you need it. to fill the wells before yeah, you need can to find draw some... from it again yeah so um that that process then of if you um do, do you feel like a song is coming is it like um is it like you know you, you can see something falling from the sky and you have to like get yourself in the position so you can catch it you know mm-hmm. you, you're like you feel this thing coming and you just need to get to your guitar and and be there to receive it or do you think I want to try writing about this today mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of both like yeah. sometimes sometimes it's uh even like when it, for example, the other day I was just practicing through my set, and suddenly I just came across some swords, um, chords, some swords, <laughs> some chords, uh, while I was uh, <laughs> rehearsing through this one song, and that I would make a good song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my finger slipped, and I found these other this other chord combination, uh, and then a melody just came to my head all of a sudden, and I started singing what came to my head, and I was like, all right, this is a hit. <laughs> and uh, and then I went and the following day I went and uh, sort of tried to produce it up a bit and um, finished the song off and wrote some lyrics and sent it to my manager and she was like right this is a really good track um, and it, that's like the last thing I was expecting from that rehearsal to actually just randomly just come up with a song which was quite quite a good crowd pleaser in a way so I was mm. yeah, quite happy with that and totally not expecting it but since that song I haven't nothing has came to me as easily yet yeah so. and with that one for example did you when you were kind of singing a melody did you have lyrics in mind from the from the start yeah they came to me straight away so I yeah and that that was like my process uh quite often when I first started songwriting I just excited a lot of time like just me and my guitar just in my room and yeah I think lyrics uh, and the melodies would come to me quick pretty um pretty quickly but now like since especially since I've be more into the idea of like production and um, using recording programs and stuff. And I, I spend a lot of time sort of getting, building up beats and um, like just ideas on logic and stuff. So I've got another way of writing now as well. I don't just rely on just me and my guitar and waiting for ideas to come to me. I sometimes just, mm. I could just spend hours looking at, uh, going through the samples and um, playing in different chord ideas and progressions um, to just create something yeah completely new like yeah just so you're very music-led yeah you don't 
keep a, a notebook full of lyrics? Or? Um, I sort of, I did to start off with. I still have it. I've got like a huge book of just loads and loads of lyric ideas, and but I don't do that so often now. I sort of use everything on my computer. I use my notes on my computer oh, to write okay. my lyrics, and I want I always want them to be like tidy and with the like correct and in a neat folder. Yeah. So yeah. So that you can reference them if you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it so sounds like. Um, it's gone from a process of being like very um, responsive and free um, and almost kind of did it feel like a fluke when you first were writing songs? Did yeah. Did you feel like it, it wasn't something you had control over? Or? In, a, in a way, but um, yeah, so it just depend, depended really on the day yeah. and it's still like that now. Like yeah. Some days, yeah, songs will come more naturally to me than others. Um, yeah. And does that... Does that panic you? Do you get frustrated? Yeah, I ha there have been times where I've thought to myself, how am I ever going to write another song? Or mm. I've wrote, written a song which I'm really happy with and thought, like, how am I ever going to write a song which is as good as that? And, oh, yeah. But no, I've, I've sort of got past that now, I think. Um, how? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just uh, listened to my heart. Like, um, like, for quite a long time, I didn't believe that my live set was good enough. And I've just... That was just... Uh, insecurities I think um, dragging me down um, the most important thing as an artist is to is to always believe in yourself no matter what other people are telling you and yeah I just decided that it was time to stop you know taking in the opinions of others and just you know really straight stay true to myself and you know if I if I believe this song is good then then it is good you know I don't need someone else to tell me that so. yeah and, and what is a good song to you what do you mean by that one that makes me happy one one that makes me feel good uh, and that that goes for any music that I listen to and it's the same when it comes to my own music if it makes me feel happy and uh, it hits hits me in the right way emotionally then then it's a good song for me so yeah and the live set thing was that because because it seems like you know the picture that you paint of, of Kizzy like between the ages of like eight and 16 is this like Correct me if I'm wrong, but like a supremely confident <laughs> young person who is putting herself forward for these competitions, is teaching herself guitar from the D DVD, is writing songs, and obviously your mum sounds like she was massively important and really supportive, and mm -hmm. that's so important. But yeah. I wonder has, has has something happened in between that's that's thrown you, or I mean, when you talk about these insecurities, where where do you think those came from? Was that just putting your art into the world, or? Yeah, and just also just getting to know myself as a person because it's uh, I've written lots of songs about like the process of you know you know being a teenager, going into your teenage years, and the awkwardness that you experience then, and the awkwardness going from your teenage years to your adult years. I, I write a lot about that and just feeling odd. Like I've always felt like the odd and out anyway. Like just I think that just comes from school, um, feeling very different. Um, um, but the one thing that sort of took me through all of that was music and the Welsh language, and I still, and that's still the case now. So, you know, I, 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 maybe from the outside I look confident, but inside I'm, I'm really not there yet. Mm. Um, and it's music that is helping me get there. I, I feel like, I feel like I have a lot of confidence when it comes to singing my words and expressing myself now, which is very different from when I was. <coughs> excuse me. Right. Which is very different from when I was little because I didn't have that at all. I yeah. was just very introverted, very quiet, and yeah, didn't didn't know how to do it. 
but um so when you say like the, the most important thing for an artist is to believe in yourself no matter what other people say um i know what you mean i think but i'm interested in what that looks like you know when when you have a day or a week or a month or a year when you do feel really insecure and a bit lost and you don't really know um what whether the music is any good whether you're any good whatever it is that's plaguing you um what are the things or the processes or the people or i don't know what it is for you but what what brings you back to yourself so that you can you know as you say believe in yourself like mm-hmm. what what does that mean for you um i i listen to my music quite often just uh I do that. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if that's sad. To rem- no, to remind yourself that you're good. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and also to remind... It's so helpful. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I never told anybody I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've been completely honest about it either. But because my songs all speak to me, and I write, uh, I like to write a lot about like positivity and lo- and being hopeful and stuff, and that's, all, that's as much for my audience as it is for me as well. Uh, and so... You know, listening back to myself saying these words is is validating for me because, right. you know, I I'm listening to myself tell myself something. Like one of my favorite songs to sing is Golden Brown, um, Brownie yeah, Ride. Yeah, I love that song. And that that yeah, because I'm talking to my younger self and and telling my younger self, you know, not to listen to the bullies, to remember to be proud of the skin you're in and that you're beautiful inside and out, and to not let anyone sort of tell you otherwise. Uh, and so that song really speaks to me. Whenever I sing it, I give myself validation, mm. and yeah, that's that's really what I do. Like if I if I lose belief and trust in myself, I'll go back and listen to some of my favorite songs that I've written, and just remind myself that I can do it. And yeah, and and I and then my family as well. Just having my family support uh, because they all believe in my music as well. And so yeah, I'll just go go to them. Mm. And, and do you have any particular like? influences or um inspirations like other artists that you find yourself kind of referencing in these times because because i find it really helpful to kind of think like oh well dylan never did that or like it's okay because joni did it or Mm -hmm. you know do do you have people that you kind of refer back to or is it just very much about your own music um i mean there's lots of artists who have really influenced my style and the way i sing and and so yeah, listening to them, like artists that I've listened to from when I was really young, for example, Omar, um, Seal, uh, Steely Dan, um, you know, I've, I've listened to those songs and, it, you know, it makes me really happy, it brings me back, yeah, to, when, to when, I, when I first started listening to music and sort of taking the tracks apart and being interested in all the different uh, instruments and harmonies and patterns in the music. I I was all, always interested in that when I was younger, uh, and just just music, just what music can do for a person. You know, there's so much that it can do. It can save lives. You know, it can. It has inspiration. It has direction. And you know, I, yeah. If I if I lose track of myself, I'll I'll just go and listen to some music. So, so 
let's yeah, let's talk about um about Wales then and, and Welsh culture, isn't mm-hmm. it? So it sounds like that's something that keeps you yeah, like you say, validated and, mm-hmm. and connected. Um what what is it I just, it's, I, like it's a silly question what is it about Welsh culture that inspires you but like um, I think Welsh culture is one of those um, as all the regions have been but maybe it's been particularly suppressed or people in England aren't aware necessarily that there even is this whole rich Welsh music scene yeah absolutely so many people aren't even aware that Wales is a separate country to England which annoys me yeah. greatly <laughs> But yeah, there's this whole other world there and a beautiful language to be learned. And yeah, you know, it's so we're so lucky to have something like the Eisteddfod, which is just a way of like showing off our, our culture. But the passion that's there and... In the, in the language? In the language and just in the culture itself that what the, the people of Wales have for their country. Um, it's inspiring, you know. Um, and and it's, is it a love... A love of the land, a love, love yeah, of the absolutely. landscape. A love of the land, a love of the of the history, and the language, so, mm. and the music that is that comes from Wales. The yeah, the music that's been played for so many years, and that's still being sung strong in the Eisteddfods, you know, by young children, you know, learning in in their classrooms, and yeah, no, it's 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 what inspired me, as I said, to to start doing my own my own music. Mm. and important to feel like you have an identity mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah as an artist but also mm-hmm. as a person yeah yeah totally. i kind of wish that england had um such a strong sense of itself and its its traditions in that way because um identity is something i think english people definitely struggle with <laughs> wonder whether there's a um there would be like a kizzy crawford musician future if there was without welsh you know like would you ever can you ever envisage like making music and there not being a welsh no component? i can't actually no because you know for me i i feel really lucky that i have two languages to express myself in i think you know if you can speak more than one language you're, you're really lucky uh, and you know, lots of people um, I, I know who've been through Welsh school, they, they leave school and then they start to forget their Welsh. It's really easy to forget if you're not speaking it every day. Mm. And I, I just didn't want that to happen, you know. So I sort of, yeah, I, I, I wanted, because it was so important to me of the way it, it helped me through school, it helped me fit in, um, it helped me learn to express myself. When I first started writing songs, I was doing equal you know, writing in both uh, English and Welsh. Uh, and yeah, it's just like some days um, I find I want to write a song, but I want it to be in Welsh. And other days I want to write a song and want it to be in English. But I like all my work to be e- equally bilingually. Like, yeah. Welsh and do you and know English, what so. that, that impulse like difference is? Why, why is? why would some of it come out in Welsh and some of it come out in English? Do you know it's a mm. pattern in the in the types of songs or no, themes? or not necessarily. Well, the, the more... When I'm, when I'm sort sort of writing about nature, it comes out in Welsh more often, I think. Like, that's, um, I loved writing Birdsong because um, I, 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 run, I wanted to write the pieces um, quite often in Welsh. Obviously, the whole thing had to be bilingual, so I'd go back and translate some of the stuff so it was all equal. But 
I did find myself when it came to writing about nature and Welsh land and stuff wanting to write in Welsh yeah. over English uh, and that's yeah because it is poetic it's hard to explain why yeah, yeah. but yeah just it's just a natural it's just something that feels right yeah, yeah 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 and the way that the words flow out of your mouth and all these crazy sounds that on their own would sound quite weird but like when put into the language it's like really quite beautiful you know um yeah yeah oh, it's just, it's it sounds like a beautiful thing to have those two like languages available to you yeah it is it, i feel really lucky to kind of represent like a minority culture like Welsh and Wales yeah I feel like a political aspect to it yeah (laughs) Uh, and also yeah because like being mixed race uh, and Welsh speaking um you don't come across well especially when I was younger you don't come across many uh people who were mixed race or or black or from you know some somewhere else uh, who could speak Welsh uh and so you know I feel like I have yeah uh sort of duty in a way to to represent um yeah mixed race people who can speak Welsh yeah uh, and yeah uh you don't and also another thing you don't have to be born in Wales to be Welsh um okay. I've always felt um and I still feel to this day like sometimes like oh, don't you know I don't know what to call myself um I, I, do, I wouldn't feel comfortable calling myself English because I haven't actually grown up in England I feel more comfortable saying that I'm Welsh even though I wasn't born there. Um, that's yeah. just how I feel like. But um, I mean, some people might say that I'm not Welsh because I wasn't born there, but you know, yeah. I, it's... How what you feel you are, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't think anyone has the right to say that you're this and you're not that. This is how you are identified as. And no, I mean, I identify as who I want to be, so. Absolutely, yeah. But that's interesting that the kind of um, what to call yourself and feeling like an outsider um is that something that when you're writing um do you do you get confused about kind of in a genre way where to take it or do you just kind of go with the flow and let all the things influence it or how does that tend to, to play out because you have so many influences yeah right? yeah I just try and yeah just see what see what happens I, I don't want to be too controlled mm-hmm. about what how it should sound at the end I mean unless I'm going into a writing session and that's slightly different because mm. I feel pressure in that situation but when I'm just composing on my own I just let it go wherever um, I think it's meant to go yeah. and I don't yeah try to control it that much okay so let's right that's like quite an interesting dichotomy there like for people that um um part of the reason that I wanted to talk to artists for this podcast is that I'm, I am not sure that like many people really like that, that don't work in the arts like know what it looks like day to day and what like what you're actually doing mm-hmm. so when you say things like you're going into a session a writing session or you're just composing yourself and um, let's just talk a little bit about how they're different and what they're um like a writing session what you mean by that is like a co-write yeah yeah so that's when you're set up with somebody else mm-hmm. um or maybe a couple of other people yeah to write something and that's a more um commercially driven exercise or like I I've felt I've always felt like it is because I've always quite often I've came out of a writing session thinking that I've done something wrong or that I've said too much or 
not said enough and and yeah it's all about like the structure of the song the lyrics being a certain way and well, when I'm with ideas I yeah sometimes quite yeah quite often I'd have a couple of ideas but uh, and they'd be used sometimes um I yeah whenever I do a writing session I always make sure that I've got some sort of an idea beforehand but it's not like that when I'm writing on my own at all. I just, yeah, I, I just make it up as I go along, really. Yeah. Uh, especially when I'm working on, on logic uh, and starting, you know, a produce piece of work from scratch. Uh, yeah. Um, slightly different when I'm just composing with the guitar. But as I said, that's sort of less often these days. Um, but yeah, like a writing session is, is for me, is, is very different. You need working to feel pressure, pressure to what? I, just to be a certain way, like, to please. Um, I, I don't always feel completely comfortable being myself because mm. there have been times in the past where I've been told that you can't, you know, you can't give too many ideas, you can't be too pushy or whatever. Or, or So you're supposed to kind of be led by the other people? But I've felt, I've always felt like that's, how it should be but maybe I've got that wrong or read it wrong but I don't yeah, know that's yeah. how it's felt quite often going into writing sessions although some writing sessions have gone amazingly and we've come out with a really great song and that I feel like I've taken like equal uh, sort of I, yeah I can claim equal amounts of credit yeah. for when it has but, gone well what, what do you think are the the common factors that means that it's gone well for you is it about the relationship between the two of you or the yeah, circumstances um yeah, it's about the relationship, I think, and yeah, how 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 much you get on with that person, how much they get you, um, for sure. Yeah, there's been a couple of sessions where I've worked with people who maybe don't really get my style so much, or or they have an idea that they want to stick to, and there's not really much that I can do to change that. So I sort of just go along with it and not, yeah, not. It's a bizarre idea when you think about it that two people. I mean, the way you've described your artistic practice from being a child is like so instinctive and emotional and so much about your story and your experiences in in your family, in your place, you know, is very specific to you and it's unique. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you could put two strangers together and somehow it would, you know, you'd come up with a song together. It's It's like so clearly designed by people who don't, right in my opinion mm. because to me it would be it, like co-writes and collaborations can can be a brilliant thing but surely like build a relationship first and yeah. you know if there's chemistry between the two of you and you can be vulnerable because songwriting is an incredibly vulnerable place don't mm -hmm. you think yeah absolutely yeah you feel very you have to go to to um to your most vulnerable place and you have to just let the lyrics come and not worry about whether they sound stupid at first mm -hmm. and trust that it's leading somewhere and doing that in front of somebody that you don't feel safe with are you ever going to come up with something good well um, I don't think it would ever be completely honest that's the thing yeah. like because when I'm writing the whole point of me writing is about being honest and letting out emotions and stuff so I would be if I was in a writing session more driven to yeah be a bit more commercial and simple in my writing and, and stuff which which is a good practice you know it's, it can be fun and uh, and not to say that I don't enjoy writing sessions, mm. but it does mean that I'm not like completely honest with myself, I suppose, when yeah. when I'm thinking of the lyrics. And 
and also where the where the chords and the harmony should go I, I'm sort of I'm thinking in more of a commercial sense I, yeah. I suppose and yeah but but then that's not necessarily a bad thing no I, I kind of think that you just have to think of them as two very separate things mm-hmm. and it otherwise you'll just feel like your process is being frustrated or being compromised yeah um and I just try and think of them as like totally separate um, experiences, mm-hmm. totally separate practices with totally different aims. And it's not like um, one is just a bad version of the other. It's it, They're just totally separate. And yeah. then you kind of won't get upset or frustrated, I think. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny old thing. Like, I wonder if, if there's a, a, like a, an equivalent in other art forms other than music. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is and we don't know about it. But imagine if you were kind of a visual artist that was up and coming in your scene and then um, a gallerist said to you, oh, I'm going to put you in a room with another visual artist and we want you to come up with... You know, it's kind yeah. of a strange... No, that's a good point. I've never thought of it like that. I mean, that, maybe that's but... not a collaborative form of music is, but it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty strange business. I guess you get used to it the more you do it as well. Yeah, right? you do, yeah. I, I've definitely got used to it. Like, yeah, I can... I've done lots of writing sessions now, so I, I've got to a point where I do feel sort of comfortable going into them. But then I've, de- yeah, I've sort of learned how to be a certain way in writing sessions, and that's mm. that's the way I am in a writing session. And it's different, too. and yeah, it yeah. is different. Yeah. So, um, just to to talk about writing a bit more, what how how do you know? Um, we've talked about how you might start a song. Um, how would you? know when a song is finished when do you kind of sign off on a song um i recently i find uh when i'm especially when i'm working in my studio and because like quite with the 30 songs roughly that i've written this year I've, I've sort of yeah came up with a guitar part and then recorded it put some keys down put some bass down uh and then yeah just try and build the track um make it sound like finished production wise and and production wise what what are you trying to be faithful to um just yeah keeping the um original feel but with this yeah the, the natural sort of uh voice and guitar but like I, i'm really interested in harmonies so i make sure that i stack it up with loads of harmonies that's one mm. of the things i get a lot of enjoyment out of and that's probably from uh doing that with a loop pedal on stage stacking harmonies and stuff so i think that's like one of my key the key parts to my sound um is like uh, clashy harmonies and and lots of them in different areas of the song uh so i make but when yeah i i sort of i've just developed uh, a sort of sense like i i know when the song's finished when um but there's always like little bits that i want to go back and make sound better when it comes to because i'm trying to get to a stage now where i can mix and master my own stuff oh, so wow. i'm always thinking about that as well when i and why is it so, you want to do that I want to be able to produce my own music and just produce other people's music and oh. yeah I, I yeah I don't, I don't just want to be a, a performer I want to be a producer as well and I, I don't think there are enough female producers in the industry so I want to definitely not yeah I want to be one of those women. yeah oh my god please do please yeah. like let's work together absolutely yeah. I'd love to and, and when and when you're um when you're working on something like that um ha- what are the kind of um do you have do you have blocks or do you have fears that are they kind of repeated ones that come into your head? Like mm-hmm. I'll give you mine for example. I, I always think that I'm too girly, which like I now know that girly is not an insult. Being a girl is not a bad thing. But when you grow up in a patriarchal society, that makes you feel 
girly, which is synonymous for bad and weak. Mm. You know, um, I had an issue with my high voice and I thought it made me sound pathetic, which is now bullshit. And I'm really angry that I was ever given that thought because it didn't come from within me. It came from outside. But um, that's my kind of my block. And I'm like, oh, it's too it's too sweet. My my fear is that like it's going to be too sweet and people are going to think that I'm sweet. Do you have a, a thing or several things that kind of come back, fears and blocks? And... Yeah, I mean, I worry that my voice is too simple, uh, that ah, I don't do enough that frills. And, really? Yeah, and that's part, I think it's it comes from just listening to my sister's voice. She's got a very powerful, soulful voice. She has a lot of energy in her voice and, yeah, it's a completely different sound to mine. So I always wanted to be more like her. But then I, when I started writing my own music, I just realised that I, w- I can use my voice as an instrument. It doesn't have to sound like exactly like that artist or, you know, um, I don't have to do frills to make it sound nice um, or co- cool effects with my voice to make it sound nice, you know. Um, I can just sing. And that, that's actually one of the things I learned from taking part in the Estefor is just like reading the notes and, and just singing it as it is on the page. Mm. and not feeling like you need to add you know um little yeah as they say frills and stuff and uh impressive vocal techniques to make it sound good Um, valid yeah Yeah. is that something that you find yourself doing then and even now if you're kind of working on a track and you're adding stuff to it do, do you find yourself um pushing yourself in that area and then going oh wait no i don't need to do that yeah i have done actually um yeah, for, for sure. Uh, and and it, it actually, it goes back to a time where I remember when I was very young and I did a gig and someone came up to me after and said, oh, you know, that was really good, but it would be even better if you were singing more like Adele. Ugh. And, you who know, said that, that? Just uh, a, a guy who was at a gig. Who, I knew it was a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I never I've got a list of advice that. that men have given me after gigs. Uh, it's like... I don't, but that stuff, I mean, it can get under your skin, but like, I think it's just, they just feel like they can't just say, well done. Yeah. Why couldn't he just say that was great? Mm. Why did he have to say, but it would be better if? It's mm. like, they just feel, they just see a young woman and they just feel like they need to help her in yeah. some way. They yeah. feel like she must need my advice. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't need your advice. <laughs> she's she's not Adele. That, oh, fuck him. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't need someone tell me to for it to be better if, to sing like this like no but it's no interesting way, but... that 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 you remember that because mm. maybe it maybe it picked up on something that you were already insecure about whereas mm. if somebody came up and said oh it would be great if you like wore white you wouldn't it would you just wouldn't stick because mm-hmm. you, it has no um existing kind of insecurity in you but if somebody hits upon something that you're already a bit insecure about it can really i don't know just for me anyway it really stays with me mm-hmm and yeah, actually, to be honest, since then, I, I have tried to be more experimental with my voice, um, uh, and uh, you know, um, also just from the people that I've worked with over the years, and and also that bird song project that gave me a lot of confidence using my voice because I wasn't actually I didn't have the guitar with me for that oh, wow. concert. That was a first for me, uh, and just relying solely on my voice to create um, expression. Um, so I felt a bit naked at first, but. Um, but then, yeah, I learned how to how to be in control of just my voice and use it as an instrument. It was really helpful to be on stage with other, just other musicians. I was the only singer. And so I just tried to 
yeah, uh, see myself as just another musician uh, using her voice and yeah, how I could use it in, in a way that sort of reflected what the message was and what the other artists were playing. Uh, it was very improv improvised, like the, the whole piece. Um, so I did a lot of like jazz improv and stuff, and but but not anything too flashy. I mean, yeah, I, I still have insecurities about my voice not being like what you know the Radio One artists or someone like Beyonce who's got an incredible voice. My voice isn't like that. My voice is, it's just yeah. I'm I'm just using it as best as I can, um, and. You know, it work. It seems to work with the music that I write. So yeah, it totally does. Yeah. And you have different um, aims to somebody like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. Your music is um, has has different principles and different. I mean, to use an interesting term, market, which is a horrible term, but it's it's kind of not really comparable, mm -hmm. is it? No, not really. I mean. Yeah, something I've learned is that, yeah, it's not all about the quality of your voice, it's the quality of the music as well, the lyrics and, the yeah, the message in the song and how your voice conveys that message. Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in case you need telling you, which I'm sure you don't, but your voice is beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And as we talked <laughs> about last time, like, simplicity can be the most moving and the most difficult mm -hmm. thing to achieve musically, mm -hmm. to not adorn and decorate, but just to be confident and, yeah. and certain enough to just deliver the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't need to worry about that. But thanks for sharing that insecurity. Yeah, that's yeah, very great. Um, all right, we haven't got much time left, but I just want to ask you some kind of um, quick questions. Um, actually, one, one I want to ask um, is actually about um, this thing about writing. I, I find once you start it, it's this weird compulsion that I sometimes worry is never going to leave me. Like, I worry it's going to leave me one day, but I also worry it's never going to leave me because I feel like I'm on this, like, lifelong bloody, like, hunt of trying to catch a song, mm. always. Yeah. And, and it never really goes away, and you might get a few days break from it, but then you start to worry or feel weird, like you say, because you feel really uncreative or whatever. Mm -hmm. So how do you, and in, like, living your life where, you know, being an artist is your job. How do you separate? How do, how do you turn off? How do you switch off? How do you stop the music from creeping into your brain and being like, Kizzy, I have an idea. You must work <laughs> on it now. Or, or you know, and li even listening. I, I find other people's gigs really difficult because it's too stimulating because I'm yeah. hearing ideas. And, mm -hmm. you know, so how do you kind of make that separation? I experience that as well. I mean, for me, like being surrounded by nature uh, and yeah just uh, I, I have a dog and I, I go out walking quite a lot of the time so when there's just too much noise I'll go out and spend some time in the trees and the mountains and and then yeah it quietens down and I I, I get some idea like to, but for me like I don't find it annoying um uh I I, I feel really when, when I feel like there's an idea coming on I get sort of really excited sometimes then I'll go to try and work out the idea but it doesn't actually come out how I want it to so maybe it just wasn't the right time maybe mm. it's just it needs like a few few more weeks before I set that down in a song or yeah um I think I don't I don't find it annoying to kind of be um to be given an idea <laughs> it's not that it's more just this idea that never really feeling like you're done 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I sort Never of really being satisfied. I hope that that... I, w- I worry that I am... That I'm done. I, w- I get <laughs> to that, that stage quite often. Like, uh, you know, I've written all the songs that I can never possibly write now. But, you know, I've had that thought so many times over the years that I just need... That's just something that I need to stop thinking about because it's clearly something that is going to just keep happening. I'll, I'll come into little you know, obstacles where I I have little creativity blocks and stuff, but at the end of it all, I'll still be able to get back to that space where I'm songwriting and 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 receiving songs. And I think it's just time and also the right, having the right inspiration and, and life experiences to give you that inspiration or being surrounded by enough inspiration. And yeah, yeah, but definitely time. yeah. Yeah. Time is so important. Like, I mean, I remember when I was 16, I used to, think oh you know I'm ready to make it now I want to make it big and looking back I'm so glad I didn't make it big back then (laughs) because I just wasn't ready you know I'm you're always developing as an artist you're always learning new stuff you never I don't think that you ever reach a point where you've necessarily you know you've made it because you're always you know you're always making it I know and that's that is I think why ultimately I'm still doing it because I know myself and I know that I would get bored if I didn't have something that will continually be too big for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like it is a life's work mm-hmm. and you will never stop learning and you'll never feel like, oh yeah, I've got this now. Because mm-hmm. the minute you feel that, then you're not satisfied and you want to push yourself further and then you try these new challenges and you're really overwhelmed by the new challenges. But I know that that is what keeps me doing it. Yeah, me it too. It's yeah. exciting and inspiring and Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I know I would get bored, mm. and then you know, existentially, that would be tricky. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And I know that is why why I'm doing it because you'll never master it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that is kind of what makes it difficult for me sometimes to like, you know, go on holiday or yeah. just relax, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, stop I, I find so it hard. Pressure to stop. on yourself. Yeah. Do you go on holiday? I haven't been on holiday for quite a few years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I just sort of hope that I'll go on holiday with my music. That's I do what that. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that festival looks good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I can get a set in that festival, then I'll spend a couple of days in that country where that festival is, and that's my holiday. Yeah. So I mean, we're lucky. We enjoy we enjoy our work, so you know, mm-hmm. don't need a holiday as much. But no. it's just that time to actually to, to stop and really stop putting the pressure. Yeah, on Yeah, I don't really know how to do time. that, to be honest. No, I mean, yeah. Well, as I say, I try to do that by just spending time in nature and meditating and being with my dog and being in the moment and mm. and that sort of thing but yeah no I, I don't really know how to stop fully from yeah being in that creative mindset of wanting to create all the time mm. like and seeing everything as possible inspiration yeah, and, yeah yeah I know it's a blessing really but it's mm. um it, it can be it it certainly makes like mental health wise it makes my um anxiety worse because oh, yeah, I me have too. a propensity for anxiety anyway mm-hmm. and then when you're in this job where you feel like well I feel like I'm like perpetually trying to catch something just out of my reach like that doesn't really like help an anxious mind no it doesn't no I no of course I I like really I'm re- I can really relate to that I've always been a very anxious person um and yeah maybe because I write in the way that I do maybe that's one of the factors but also it helps yeah it helps me write yeah it helps at the same time yeah Mm. yeah I kind of feel like we would be I think that there's this um myth around artists that um 
mental illness helps in some way or the more the more mentally unstable you are the more creative you know and the more of a genius you are and I mm -hmm. kind of think like there's plenty of people that are mentally unstable that aren't artists and there's plenty of artists that aren't mentally unstable or maybe there aren't maybe just everyone has you know issues with their mental health because yeah. it's just being human but mm -hmm. um we levels. would have that anyway you know mm -hmm. I don't really think that music I think elements of the industry can make it worse but like I don't think that that music itself makes my anxiety worse you know if anything it probably helps it I think oh, I'd yeah, be anxious absolutely. anyway mm -hmm. but it's um sometimes I do think um that kind of that that idea of never being done or never being satisfied you know but it's so hard to so I'm rambling now but it's so hard to kind of um disentangle the two because maybe I'm attracted to it because of the, that I'm never satisfied anyway mm. so you might as well pick something that's like gonna amplify that yeah no yeah. totally that was the same for me really yeah. not that we chose it I mean I guess it chooses you really yeah I, th I, I like to believe in that as well mm. okay I have a couple more questions for you just a really quick one um okay what is the biggest challenge in your opinion um of being an artist um I think well, it's similar to what we've just been talking about really for me it's is like being the judgment that you have about yourself and learning to not be so judgmental um, on yourself and yeah not being so hard on myself but I, I'm I've always been really hard on myself never never 100% happy with my work whether that's performing live or the tracks that I produce or the EPs that I've, I've released and you know that that doesn't help like you just yeah, just uh, and that's one of the reasons why I write so much about being positive and and believing in yourself and uh, and yeah, look, bringing out the light in yourself and that's something that I'm still learning to do and that will take quite a few years to do. I, I reckon um, I'm still getting to know myself as a person, as an artist, and um, yeah, just not. Uh, learning to not be so hard on yourself I'd say that's the biggest challenge for me really and and it, it is hard when you know you you work with lots of different people lots of people who have lots of different opinions about your work and you know it, at the end of the day you've got to stay true to what you believe about your work and and, and that you know, therefore it's important to believe in yourself and yeah that that's the message that I most sort of I often try to bring out in in my mm. music and it's because it's it's something I'm still trying to learn myself. So. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And it kind of leads me to my final question, which is that if you um, could give advice to um, Kizzy aged, I don't know, what age were you when you first wrote that song? Uh, uh, 12 or 13. Okay, so like 12 year old Kizzy, if you could go back and be like, I'm from the future, his like some shit's gonna go down here's here's some advice what what would you say oh I, I just what would I say um it's, it's comes back to the same cheesy thing believe in yourself you know you, you're better than you think you are you're better than you give yourself credit for mm. um it, it comes down to similar stuff like you know don't listen to the the bullies in school, the people who gave give you a hard time, because they don't know you. They don't know who you truly are. They they have an opinion about you, a judge judgment, but but they've never actually got to know you. So how can you take their opinion or judgment as being a valid one? 
uh, which is what I used to do uh, quite often in school. I, I'd listen to everyone else and not to myself. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of my anxieties have came from. Um, so yeah, just um, be true to yourself and believe in your music. But you have, you have got a talent there for songwriting. So just continue to, to do that as true to yourself as you possibly can. And um, is there something that you wish you had known, or? Um, I I wish that I'd. I had a lot of trouble, like. Um, being happy with myself, with my appearance, with with my identity for quite a number of years, and yeah, I I, I didn't need to worry as much as I did. You know, it was yeah, um, a lot of it was just unnecessary sort of paranoia and 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 worry and so yeah, I I'd just go back and tell her to yeah, don't, just be believe in yourself and just don't listen to all the outside opinions you know just stay true to your own music and, and that that will be your therapy that will be yeah 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 that will make you into a stronger person thanks so much <laughs> i think you're brilliant thank you it's very inspiring. i think you're brilliant <laughs> oh no I, re- I needed to hear that i think um <laughs> yeah it takes a long time to trust your instincts um but when you do kind of unstoppable mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so um where can people find you um, if they want to listen to your stuff, social media, all of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go to my website, uh, kizzyofficial.com, or SoundCloud is probably the best place to listen to a range of my music. So Kizzy Crawford again, and YouTube the same. Uh, I've got a couple of live videos and, and stuff on there, music videos, and, and Facebook, Kizzy Crawford. Basically anywhere, just type in Kizzy Crawford and you'll find me. Great, thank you. And pe- people should really trying to see you live because yeah all that loop pedal stuff and the, the layering it's really it's a really impressive set so. oh, thank you all right good luck with your album thank you Waz. <laughs> thank you so much pleasure thank you for listening to this episode with my guest kizzy crawford do follow kizzy online she's got a new album coming out which i'm sure will be fantastic and i'm going on tour so come and see me in london hey on why birmingham bath Cambridge, Sheffield, Barrow, Milton Keynes, Cardiff and Walton-on-Thames. Dates and tickets are on my website, mazoconnor.com. And you can follow me on social media if you like. I am at mazoconnor on Twitter and at Music on Facebook and Instagram. By the way, the music that you hear on this episode is an instrumental version of a track from my new album, which is out now. <laughs>